Because now one of the Proud Boys, he's testifying um, in the sedition trial after the far right group being um, the tip of the spear. And y'all know what happened on January 6th. Now, the sole Proud Boy to plead guilty to um, his conspiracy and connections to the U.S. Capitol riot testified on Wednesday that members of the far right organization believed the country was barreling towards revolution and that they were the tip of the spear. Are you listening to this, my listeners? This is how serious this shit gets, okay? Now, Jeremy Bertino, a top lieutenant to the Proud Boy chairman, Enrique Tario, testified at parts of a cooperation deal that he had struck with prosecutors against Tario and four other members of the Proud Boy charge with um, conspiracy to the certification of 2020 presidential election, all right? Now, in their words, they said, we had a big fight on our hands and it was going to be an uphill battle and everyone had turned against us. Um, Bertino testified, my belief was that we had to take the um, reins and pretty much be the leaders. This is, this is crazy. And basically, they're trying to build up themselves. This is tell you how sadistic and sick motherfuckers are. And I'm not trying to make it a thing of race, but listen, you had a million men march. We probably had more brothers out there when we did the million march than they had in numbers in the Proud Boy when the insurrection happened on January 6th. And you never seen nothing crazy is that. Now, his testimony allowed prosecutors to show jurors how the event on January 6, 2021 unfolded in the mind of top members of the organization as he watched it online from his North Carolina home, sending messages to his brothers about targeting then White House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and assuring them that the member of the far left group, um, Athena, were, um, were to be stopped. They were trying to basically end him, okay? This is a serious issue. This is basically as serious as the attacker who went to Pelosi's, um, Pelosi's house and hit her husband with that hammer. Why police was there? Open, opening the door. Okay. Now, some of the messages featured in the courts were from defendants in the case, whom Bertino said he would take a bullet for but Bertino and five defendants, um, Tario, Ethan Nordine, Zachary Rell, Joseph Biggs, and Dominic Pezzola really um, made eye contact during the testimony 
but there were a lot of premeditated or um, pacific plans to storm the Capitol. Patino testified, adding that getting the Proud Boys to communicate and work together was like herding cats. The Proud Boys had several group messages from the day before the riot where members mentioned descending in the Capitol building according to the exhibit shown by prosecutors. Now, the foot soldiers, the foot soldiers of the right, this is what they're calling them, as the court challenged to the 2020 election fell, members of the Proud Boys who saw themselves as foot soldiers on the right began to believe the country was headed towards an all-out revolution. And listen, when we're out here killing each other, black-on-black violence is high. I mean, if, if let's say this do go through, we're outnumbered. We're too busy killing each other. And then a lot of us is behind bars, incarcerated. This has to be a wake-up call. If you're listening to this, and you're truly like listening to this in your car, at your desk, at the gym, while you library, wake up. This is the we're worrying about um, attacks from Russia or China being sneaky. And when we're really sleeping with the enemies and we're self-sabotaging ourselves because we don't do ourselves any justice, we already get killed by police. I'm not saying be Black Lives Matter or pro-black. I'm not saying be anti or anti-Semitic or anti-anything. I just hope you connecting the dots. So his tones were calculated, Bertino said of Tario, um, that it's a cold situation, but they're very determined. And he felt that they had to do what they had to do. So the members also were inspired by then Donald Trump. Reference to their organization in 2020 presidential debate, where he told the group to stand back and stand by. And Bertino testified that there was non-stop requests for membership after the data specifically from people who wanted to attend rallies and that the group did less vetting of new members to keep up with applicants. During a cross-examination, Bertino said that he thought the Proud Boys had a goal to stop the 2020 election but had no knowledge of how the goal would be achieved. This has to be appalling. I don't give a fuck who you are. Like, you know, we, you, you cover, oh man, this is something you know you, you really gotta just, this is sick as it gets deeper. He also goes on to say he didn't have direct ideas of where they were going or how they were going to get there. But they were just gonna fucking do this, okay? And Patino was not in Washington, D.C. on the day of the riot because he was at home recovering from a stab wound he suffered during the previous pro Trump rally. But he testified that he watched on the live stream video. He saw the mob and starting. Um, he texted, I guess, the next American revolution. So this is what the fuck is secretly trying to be unveiled. The next American revolution. They're our brothers, Southern brothers. Gotta get them themselves prepared because they see the disrespect and they're faced with it. It hits their community before it hits most of the northern states. Unless you're in 
Northern New Hampshire or Northern Maine. Um, he goes on to say more that he was happy, excited, and awe and disbelief that people were doing what they said they would do. Patino told the jury when the crowd descended on the Capitol building, it meant we influenced people, the normies, enough to make them stand for themselves and take back their country and take back their freedom, he says. This is not no one's country. And it definitely ain't the white man's country. You can't be proud of that. You can't even be proud of the history that America has. And if you are, it says a lot about your character. It says a lot. CNN is covering it. It's a lot of fucking bullshit that this guy says. He rants and he testifies. Um, You're not safe. You're never not safe. But just keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. You know? Keep your eyes open. You never know how things will end up being. Now, one of the random people chosen to investigate investigate Trump actually goes public. And it's the marvel of the American judicial system that Emily calls a 30-year-old woman who has described herself as between customer service jobs and who she said didn't vote in 2020 presidential election, like most people, could play a pivotal role in the potential indictment of the former president. All right. Um, she's saying she don't want to get ahead of herself. You know, she's the full person of the special grand jury. All right. Impaneled from May 2020, I mean, May 2022 through January 2023 to help Fulton County, Georgia, prosecutors investigate Donald Trump. You never thought to hear anything like this. And it's important to note that Trump has not been indicted. And it's not clear whether he will, right? He denies all wrongdoing. He's going to do that. Finney Willis actually is the Fulton County's district attorney who conducted the sweeping investigation and which courts played the role and is still considering what is if any charges should be brought against Trump or anyone else for trying to overturn the election in 2020. Now, the prosecutors will make the decision, not the special grand jury on which courts served and that heard from witnesses and prepared a report and um, recommendations on this, okay? Now, courts is cagingly answering questions, teasing that the special grand jury may have recommendation charges for Trump and saying she hopes something comes of it all. Like we all do, I guess, you know. Um, Her identity as the four person was first revealed by the Associated, uh, Associated Press in this situation, in addition to the AP. And she has, in short order, done interviews with New York Times and NBC and other forms of journalists um, and also Atlanta Journalist Constitution as well. The former U.S. Attorney um, Harry Lippman said um, on, on CNN on Wednesday that the prosecutors had got to be um, basically um, not concerned but 
more focused on what's going on, that a potential jury can be contaminated by by cause our 15-minute PR tour, which kind of is true. But he acknowledged that um, her teaser suggestion that Trump can be indicted is nothing short of incredible. I don't know what you guys think, but while the federal grand juries are notoriously secret affairs, grand juries um, in this situation in local courts have various rules. And there's nothing in the statute about special grand juries in Georgia that says they must be secret. In fact, the statute says the report issued by a special grand jury should be published in the grand jury rec- and recommends it as well. So Ann Kerr says the judge gave her and other jurors permissions to speak to the press. And um, I just first time I've ever heard anything like that. So um, this this should shake up a lot. This will definitely, um, this will shake up a lot. I don't know. You guys let us know. We have a Facebook page. Hit us up on it. Let us know what you think. You know. They're also saying that history, right, repeats itself with the anti-China land ownership proposal. A lot of people are hurt with um, flipsy about that. They didn't really like it. But new efforts to the um, bar Chinese citizens and other from owning property in Texas and other state echo treatments of Asian people in the U.S. more than 100 years ago when Congress barred from the maintaining citizenship of multiple state law restrictions and ownership. Now, in Virginia, Governor Glenn Youngkin, Youngkin is expected to sign legislation to bar citizens of countries the state um, department has designed as foreign adversaries from owning any agricultural land. Now, companies with deep ties to those countries will also be affected, okay? Those countries currently included China, Russia, North Korea, and Iran. There are similar proposals in Montana, Wyoming, and North Dakota. Foreign owners control a fraction of laws of our farmland in the US, United States of America. And this is according to the Congressional um, Research Service. You motherfuckers should have been on top of this. You know, you don't let the country fucking stop buckling at the legs and didn't want to come up with this. But in Texas, a much broader proposal named those countries and bands and cities of them from owning any land whatsoever. So the band would presumably extend to legal immigrants living in U.S. The bill is still working its way through the legislation, but it has support of government Greg Abbott. Now, the Texas proposal in particular successfully recall um, a susceptible chapter in U.S. history when so-called aliens land laws were passed in numerous states between the 1800s and the 1920s to Pacific bar Asian peoples from owning land. Now, the California alien law was eventually overturned by Supreme Court in 1952 for violating the 14th Amendment. So why would they want to try to bring this back? Chinese people are um, or were explicitly explicitly barred from immigration to the U.S. for generations, okay, from the 1800s when Congress passed the Chinese Exclusive Act into the law 
repelled during World War II. A ban on people illegitimately, uh, sorry, for citizenship or owning property. What do you guys think? So a few Chinese people are allowed to um, to migrate for another generation after until 1965, 105 per year that it's amounted to be a de facto ban. As a result, the anti-Asian property law most effectively Japanese Americans, while the law did not specifically single out Asians, they were applied to ineligible for those who are ineligible for citizenship not to have any of these. Um, that made the law specifically apply to Asians since Congress at the time allowed citizens only for immigrants coming from Europe and Africa. Now, the most notorious example of alien land laws was in California, which passed multiple versions of the laws over the years and where Asian immigrants were concentrated more right there at that point. Now, once, cele once celebrated, a year-long court battle pitted a Japanese immigrant, Jukichi Arada, who was um, found a way around the law by having his children own the house where his family lived in Riverside, California. They were ultimately able to keep the house when the judge ruled in their favor in 1918, but they were later moved to an internment camp during World War II because of their Chinese, or I'm sorry, their Japanese ancestry. So today, Hadara House is a national historic landmark and a museum, all right? Um, Texas is turning up with this. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but... Things are getting a little bit out of hand now. But if they start doing this all around the country, what does that mean? For those who worked hard to obtain anything and it gets taken away. Some people are with it, some people aren't. Let us know here on Black, now, Black Child News. Oh, bugging. Yeah, Black Child News, two Ds. And we're going to be back right after this break. All right. If you give up, what would that achieve? Would you feel like you met your needs? Giving up can make you feel worse than losing a deal. Do you give in when things get hard? Throw up your hands with no regard? Giving up on your dreams? No longer moving forward with any steam. When things get difficult for you, do you accept defeat too? Don't let time say no more. I had it for the day. But when you never give up, you find solutions popping up. Yes, you may have to walk away. But only for a day Sometimes taking a break Is a good thing for your sake When 
challenge, task, find others who can help. It's easy. Will you never give up? You will find a success that is like any other kind. If everything was easy and quick to do, there would be no satisfaction for you. Bitches and niggas who gossip like bitches Claiming they lie but if you pop them they snitching Some wives from the building, the game knowledge of dealers Knowing they like the heart of those who out on the benches I was out in the trenches with your neighbors me to paint Such a powerful picture like apocalypse now I put my heart in my lyrics Every time I sit down I write my source of inspiration Ain't three and a half mics I must have been an MC in my past Like presently I'm unquestionably poetic I'm that nice People act like I don't deserve nothing I got I grew up in a spot My sleep was interrupted by customers knock Some of y'all should just stop the animosity you got for me Luck it was not For years we ran a project like a marathon It's catastrophic Our time, death and pride became our own conquest Subsequently some are with me Others ain't yet the gutters within me I wish for nothing Except that my mother was with me Some play judgment against me Based on nothing but envy They pray for my downfall Like the song by Biggie Born in a city which never sleeps To rest in peace It's carved in stone Some starve while others bled to eat Rap is my legacy I leave my seat my destiny Except I hope she never see The treachery success could bring
bring the trife life and death of kings I'm from the rarest breed of people who rap the street and spit poetically Never sleep, rest assured, mega is dope in his pure form The deal MC, keeping it real is my protocol Fall back, I got you open off the style, I was working on it The beat is lifeless, till I put my verses on it I reminisce confinement as I read a kite from My people with secret indictments, freedom and triumph Contemplating, putting squeeze on the tires Dominating this beat with my rhyming as if you need a reminder I spit that drug dealer shit you might have seen on the wire What other lyricists is known for giving people consignment I'm eager to find my equal with rhyming I rock iceberg jeans with the Nikes and extremists with rhyming Deep as Poseidon, breathing in violence Now I live in a peaceful environment A secret asylum from the streets where people be wildin' Some blind with fury from seeing me shining Like a phoenix arising from the depths showing the reaper defiance
That's right. Thank you for finding your way back, Jack. Now, China is helping to prop up the Russia's economy. And this is how they're doing this, right? In the years since the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Moscow has been hit by um, unprecedented Western sanctions and shut out of much of the global economy. But China, which has declared no limit to its friendship with the northern neighbor, has thrown the, what do they say, um, Curlman economy lifetime thing they got going. So, temporarily with the impact of its banishment from the global financial system, underscoring the closeness of the relationship, China top diplomat Wang Ying had met President Vladimir Putin during a visit to Moscow on Wednesday. The Wall Street Journal had reported that the Chinese president um, and Putin could hold a summit in Moscow in April, okay, or earlier, probably in May. And here are three ways in China, the world's biggest buyer of commodities and financial and technology powerhouse, has been prompting up the Russian economy. One is by buying its energy. So. Western sanctions against Moscow include an embryo of oil cells and price caps on its crude. Denial of access to SWIFT um, crude is bad for them. So the internal message system that enables the bank transaction and freezing the central bank assets held overseas. These moves were aimed at weakening Russia's ability to finance the war. They had an impact. They had somewhat of it. Russia's economy slid into a recession in 2022, shrinking by 4.5% according to most recent estimates by the World Bank. But Moscow fiscal um, fiscal revenues increased according to Russian government that mainly thanks to the high energy prices and Russia's effort to reroute exports to other willing buyers such as China and India. So. China has supported Russia's war economy in the sense that it has ramped up the trade with Russia, which has weakened the Western effort to cripple Moscow's military machine, said um, a lot of analysts, even Chinese analysts. Now, for China and Northeastern Asia, um, what would this mean? Like, you know, and Jinping wants to deepen China's relationship with increasing isolation with increasingly isolating Russia he said um, adding that Moscow you know basically Paris status enables Beijing to exert more leverage on it to obtain cheap energy advancing military technology and diplomat support for China eternally interests so total trade between China and Russia hit at a new record high in 2022 up to 30% to $190 billion, according to Chinese custom figures, you know, and that's in, part, in particular the energy trade has risen markedly since the onset of the war. So China has bought $50.6 billion worth of crude oil from Russia from March to December, up 45% from the same period the previous year. So, um, coal imports coal imports surged 50, 54% to 10 dollars or 10 billion sorry guys 10 billion natural gas purchases including pipeline gas and LNG 
All right, skyrocketing about 155% to 9.6 billion, which is a lot. And it boomed for both sides. For Russia, it desperately needed customers as its fossil fuels are shunned by the West. For China, now focused on getting its economy out of the slump and its need cheap energy to power its huge manufacturing industrial system that they have. But for Russia, this partnership is born our desperation, okay? A lot of haters in the U.S. under Secretary of the State for the Economy Growth, they're going to chastise how their relationship is with energy and the environment um, is what Putin is basically looking for help wherever he can get it and he found it, you know? Um, but no one said nothing with Dennis Rodman over there, right? <laughs> but as for China... His eagerness to boost Russia is the latest in series of moves that reveal yet again Beijing is irresponsible. And this is how America feels. The two sides are planning to expand partnership further, including a deal between Gazpro and China's National Petroleum Corporation to supply more gas to China over the next 25 years. This is going to be big, guys. I'm trying to tell you, China's going to be the super country. You're going to hear it first here on Black Child News. But with China's economy opening up in 2023, we can't accept a further increase in Russia's export to China, including um, petroleum and other oil refined products. Okay, so what they're going to see, man, replacing the Western supplies might be a bad thing. It might be a good thing. But other than energy, Russia also has been spending billions on buying machinery, electronics, base metals, vehicles, ships, and aircraft from China. And that's detailed in U.S. Congressional Research um, Service report from last May. They're like, despite China's reluctance to lend direct support to Russia's war, it just obliterated ties. With, you know, why would we continue to even go and fucking have any more ties with them? But Russia also needs to find a substitute for its imports from Western markets such as cars and electronics. So they're going to kind of get booped the box in the corner a little bit. But Chinese car brands, including Havu, um, Sherry, and Beely, has seen their market surge from 10% to 38% in a year following the exit of the Western brand, according to most recent data from Russia research firm um, Autostat, and that this year is likely to grow further this year. And it has forecast that it will. So in consumers, electronic Chinese brands accounted for about 40% of the smartphone market in the end to, um, of 20, 2021. So a year later, they've virtually taken over the industry with 95% market share, according to market research counterpoint. All right, And they're providing an alternative to the U.S. dollar on this. Because after some Russian banks were cut off, Swift uh, Moscow has been basically dropping a dollar for Chinese yen. Yeah. He's not stupid. He's not going to play pool. I'm just telling you guys. Say what you want to say about me. I've been telling you the truth. Russian companies have been using more than yangs to facilitate the increased trade with China. And Russian banks has also conducted more transactions to Yang to protect them from sanction risks according to um, reports. But the Yang share of Russian foreign currency market jumped to 48% by November 2020 from less than 1%. Are you fucking out of your mind? They're about to be the super country and that's why Joe Biden is going to Africa. 
because they're trying to stop anything that China got to go and if they can if China can introduce the yen into Africa oh man guys don't see it like that you guys should probably just see it hey, stupid fucking news but this is something you guys should be paying close attention Russia briefly became the world's third largest also trading hub for the yen last July behind Hong Kong and United Kingdom according to figures released by SWIFT so since then it has remained one of the top six markets for trading in and it wasn't even in the top 15 before the UK war so this is saying something guys you should look at this this is something in the forecast that we've been fucking being told to wake up we should have never got to this war our president should have never got his fucking teeth stuck in Trump didn't want nothing to do with this uh, y'all let us know on our Facebook page man and we definitely keep y'all posted up on what the fuck's going to It's going to be more. You already know so it's going to be more on this, man. But basically, um, let us know how y'all feel about this on uh, Black Child News Facebook, please. And subscribe if you don't mind. And I appreciate y'all. And until next time, man, peace.